hello. Welcome to Chapter Chumps. We're your chumps, here to talk some chapters. Uh, today we're going to be discussing chapters three and four of The Hobbit. Uh, that's going to be, what, uh, A Short Rest and Over and Under the Hill. So uh, if you're reading along, uh, that's where we're at. And we're, we're just really getting into the... The, the more interesting bits of the story. There's going to be some cool things to talk about, some weird things to talk about. Um, but, you know, before we get to all that, there's just going to be some dumb things to talk about. Like, that's that's what we do, you know? We're the chumps. We're the chumps we, of chapters. We, what can we say? We're the chumps, and we cannot lie. Yeah. You other chumpers can deny. When a but, chump, but, but we can't. When a chump walks in... With uh, mm, uh, I'm not sure where that's gonna go. With I'm not sure. With, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop you there, buddy. I'm not sure where that's gonna go, and I don't chump, I don't think we need to. When a chump walks in, whatever you're a, doing right now doesn't have to be done. With a book in his face, I'm opening a door face? for you, and I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to to look inward and say, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe we stop it here. When a chump walks in with the book in his face, come on, you can, come on, come on, you can, you can continue it. And a bookmark in your face, you get sprung. There, there right? we go. There we right? go. Okay. A book in uh, his what, face you know what, and a bookmark in his face. Uh, we got a book. Both. We got a book in his, in the face and a bookmark in the face. You get sprung. That's what happens. That okay. is what happens. What do you say, Josh? What do you think? Of that? What do you think of all that? I said okay. Mm. But like your face, not like there was a book or a bookmark in your face or anything. Yeah, but like it just it seemed like your your face was kind of like there's more. There's like more. My face was looking at a friend of ours, Twitter, uh, a mutual friend of ours. Spill yes. the beans. <laughs> they were posting. They were posting vacation photos from a couple years ago. I Who is it? Was it? <laughs> Not on the podcast. Come on, let's dish. Okay, let's let's talk. About I mean, it. you're you're, you're the, the one podcast. who's deciding to look at Twitter while while we should be. Well, you're going off on, on some podcast. bullshit about some bullshit. Wait, this, you, is, this is the podcast. Do you want to guess? I'm sorry to say, yeah. you want to guess who the friend is? I'm here for reading. I got notes. See, you can see them in my book. I don't know. A I mutual friend of ours who isn't one of us. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> it's very narrow. I'm pretty. Sh- they, I know they listen to this. So, hello. Oh, nice photos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna be talking the Hobbit later. Uh, or before we get to all or, that shit, we're gonna. Or, yeah. Uh-huh. There and back again. Oh, right. Yes. Right. There and back again. That got deleted so fast. <laughs> Um, it's, I went to go check like an hour after you texted us. I don't know. I, it's it's still. It's just like shadow banned. I don't know w- what it is because I. Can they, well, it. you're in, it's I a new house. Of course, you're What? Yes. Yeah. Why? I. I, I you just asked a, like a perfectly me. innocuous question. You well, you were a new account with like no karma. There was yeah. there was no way that was gonna get go all the way. Well, well, I mean the issue is too is last week I did make a post 
promoting the podcast, so I might just. Be oh, banned. yeah, you're absolutely. Then you're I absolutely banned. Be, yeah, yeah. So and they were just like, nope. Yeah. So for those happening. for those wondering what the hell we're talking about, Connor tried to post on the the Hobbit subreddit under the. Uh, mm. Connor, you know, instead, because you're countries. already banned on the Hobbit subreddit, yeah. you should go on r slash there and back again. There <laughs> yes. and back again subreddit, and then Is they'll never a, see it coming. So that's a that's a great or or I'll make r slash there and back again. Yeah. Yep. It's the rival. Yeah, Hobbit that that'll be our claim to fame. We'll, yes. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get that going. Uh, All right. So name. So so what what's happening? You know, let's Doesn't let's jump into yet. a bit of pros and cons, right? Oh, wait. I think I. Nope, it is a thing. Or or cons and pros, you know, whichever order. But but pros and cons obviously is better for the wordplay of it. Um, well, if. If we're going to call it pros and cons, we have to stick to the order of the oh, title. I'm so lost. Josh isn't going to do that. Well, neither. I, I can already neither, tell you, Josh ain't going to do that. Neither of you. I, I'm sorry. Time. I got I got lost looking for there and back again on Reddit, and it was. Uh, so you found your way there. Are you back again yeah. yet, buddy? Uh, almost. Um, apparently, there's something about a DZ server and something that's just the title of the subreddit as a post title. So I don't know. Phone down. Nice. You know What's what? Up, Sometimes you, you go to shows. I, actually, I, this has never happened to me, but I've heard that they do this at some shows. And you got to put your phone in like a little case before you actually go in, into the venue or. Uh, yeah. What's like, it like a, it's, but, like but, a but, but my or... point is, is like you need that for like going on to the podcast, Josh. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but I'm not going to do it. It's like a Faraday <laughs> cage for your phone. It's called... Yeah. Called, there's a name that, that I forgot. Because, like, Beyonce does it. Jack White does it. I yeah, mean, yes. I, yeah, Jack White is why yeah. I know about it. Yeah. So is it is it like a like a locker? Like a... No. It's... It, it's, it's it, it get, I think you can keep it on your person, but it's a, it's, it's a bag that you have to put it into that's, like, locked and can't be unlocked oh. until the end of the show. Yeah. It's a little weird, but I—I I mean, you're absolutely right. It's probably just a Faraday cage, yeah, in like a plastic bag. Exactly. Dave Chappelle, I so. think, does it. I—I I can see why they want to do that with all the streaming and recordings out there, but at the same time, it's just like that's a little much. You know what I really liked about going to see Guided by Voices was um, when Eugene Merman was being recorded. He was like, yeah. "Hey, it looks like you're recording me. Can you just stop doing that?" I know. And then they did. Yeah, it was a crazy. Uh, thing it's to it's pretty cool that you don't have to like and invent like a whole other like you know like side technology just to get people to pay attention at your shows. You can just call them out. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, uh, it's almost like uh, making people realize they're not completely anonymous makes them reevaluate their behavior. Yeah. For sure, yes. the, the, the internet would be a very different place if we could extend that uh, <laughs> that elsewhere. For, for people so. like Jack White, though, and in in Beyonce and stuff, and Dave Chappelle, I guess they, I think they think that their art is like is is too um, like I they, they they just hold the the, the process so mm. so so dear. They 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 don't want any of it to get uh, get publicized before they're ready to to let it go. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely inclined to think that that's, you know, pretentious bullshit, ultimately. But, you know, Jack White did come out with Album of the Year 2022. So, I, you know, who am I to say? Did he? Is that uh, yeah, album, album, of album, album of the Year. Yeah, Entering Heaven Alive, Album that's, of the Year. That's your Album of the Year. That's, that, that's the Album of the Year. 
Okay, well, you know th- this it's pod- the album of the year. We're no longer doing chapter jumps. We're gonna do. We're gonna do an episode of swapping spit, and we're going to. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do a sub episode right now. Yeah, <laughs> our, our top ten albums of the year, twenty twenty. I don't have the rest in order, so it's gonna be a shit show. Josh, are you ready, or do you need time to to compile your list? List of what? I'm here for chapter jumps. Top ten albums of the year last year. I don't think I've listened to ten albums in a year. I listened to so that was me dis- last year. I listened to so much disjointed music. I don't think anything top, can be classified as an album. Top ten YouTube soundtrack videos. That might be better. Year. That's easier to do. There we go. <laughs> uh, a lot of piano and guitar covers. Yeah, that's good. Anyways, we're not we're not really doing that. We're gonna do present Please cons. No. Please, no, I'm not prepared. To we're going to do pros and cons. Here we go. Uh, I'll get us started because it seems like we're, we're a little all over off. the place. I'm going to start us oh, off. We're absolutely uh, all over the place. Here we go. Pros first. Um, pros for me is uh, I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet, the, the new Pokemon game. Uh, my brother, Brendan, uh, p- previous podcast guest. Uh, on on Dune Dudes, current brother. Um, he got me. He got he got me Pokemon Scarlet. I got him Pokemon Violet. Coincidentally, though, he was and, a podcast guest first, brother second. He, he didn't become a brother. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, well, you know, after you talk to the guy, it's like might as well yeah sign up absolutely. for the long haul, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's been really cool. It's, I mean. I think there's been like cooperative elements, you know, in, in Pokemon games for a little while, like like piecemeal maybe, but like it, it's my understanding this is the first game that you can essentially play online cooperatively. And even then, it's it's not like you're playing the same battles together. You're um, you essentially have your own individual campaign that you're able to like play concurrently and so like you see the other person's avatar and what they're doing and stuff but like when you get into a battle like it's kind of separate you you could fight each other and stuff but um i haven't played a pokemon game since pokemon black and white generation whenever that was um i don't know i know you guys are are out of the loop on i'm just talking to the the general audience here (laughs) um i i have a feeling there'll at least be some overlap between uh tolkien readers and pokemon players so probably a little bit because you know um, nerds bilbo but, reminds uh, me a lot of uh pikachu what nova P- no he said bilbo bilbo bilbo, oh, bilbo. <laughs> <laughs> no nova is um like like one of the ev evolutions probably yeah probably yeah. which ev evolution likes to eat couches Hmm. Big Umbreon energy. Ooh, yes, sure. yes, that, probably. That, that, that's Umbreon, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so like that—that's been fun, you know. Uh, playing every now and then. I, I haven't been into a Pokemon game in a while, like I've mentioned. And uh, cool, cool to always have a game to play with my brother. So that's been fun. Um, con? I don't know if this is a con, but I'm gonna put it in the con category. I'm gonna see what you guys think of it. Um, I think I—I'm truly on the cusp of getting my hair cut. I think I'm going to cut my hair off. Pretty I don't think that's a con. Soon. Thanks. Wait, you don't think that's a con? No. Is it a pro? I It depends on how you look at it. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think changing your look has to be a con. Yeah. 
No, it's true. I guess I've just, you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings on my, my hair lately. I wish my hair journey was a little smoother, but that's been like my whole life, you know. But um, but it's been cool growing it out. I like how long it's gotten, but, you know, just so many days it feels like it doesn't work. And I, I think I'm I'm really at a point where I'm like, you know what, I'm ready to change that. And I, I guess the con comes less about changing my look and more about like, I'm not sure how to feel about it. Yeah, it's not it's not all good. I, I I'm I'm interested and I you know, sometimes I feel like you need like a, a change to get some sort of a a fresh start in a way. And I feel like, you know, going through the new year, like there's a lot of that energy floating around. So uh you know, it, it won't be right away, but I, I think I think by the end of this month here, before I get into February, you're going to be looking at a very different man. Wow. So uh, those are my pros and cons for the day. Yeah, I think that is a huge con, you know? Okay, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're with me. I think you should cut the hair. I think you should grow it out. I mean, you, you committed to growing it out all of last year, and, and you did that. So I guess, you know, you've kind of reached the end of your, your journey. Yeah, so it's a pro. You finished you finish your uh, New Year's resolution. Now you get to celebrate by changing your look. Yeah. <laughs> and are, are we going to go short? Like, like short, short, you think? I, I think, I think if I'm going to get it cut, like, yeah, I'm going to get it wow. like fucking cut. Like, I think wow. there's going to be like 10 less inches of hair over wow. here, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I usually get a, like a number four or five on like the clippers whenever I go to a barber. So it's just like, oh, I know that. Yeah, we'll see. Short. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but, but that's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, think I'm, I I'm say mullet. Ready. Go for a mullet. Oh, you think I should mull it over? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> so, then go to mull it. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you going to change the, the facial hair along with the regular Probably hair? Not. Okay. Probably not. I say mull it uh, and mustache. <laughs> well, the reason I Tony ask Tony would I, honestly leave me. <laughs> the reason I ask is I, I let my facial hair grow out more as my hair gets longer just because it, it feels more like well-rounded because my hair poofs out. Yeah. So if I if I stay clean shaven, uh, with long hair, it just I look silly. But I think with the beard, it works a little better. Uh, plus, I'm lazy, so it's just like, yeah, hair's growing out. I I can shave less now. Hmm. So, and Nova's here to play tug of war, so I apologize if my audio gets a little weird. You're all good, buddy. Or all right, who's up next? Socket gets arm gets pulled out of the socket. Connor, why don't you go? Because I'm playing tug of war with Nova. Yeah. Um, let's see. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do cons and pros. All right, great. All right. So we're changing the segment now. We're we're jumping into cons and pros. Okay. Um, the con is this this weekend um, was pretty scary. Uh, my my grandfather had a little bit of. I don't know if if they. I don't know if it's it's considered a heart attack or a heart incident, some sort of mm. bad activity with, you know, with the heart. Um, and so it was very, very scary. You know, he's like, he's 85 years old. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So that's, that's a terrifying thing at any age, but that, but at that age, it's, it's extremely concerning. Yeah, um, but he's okay now, right? Well here. Yeah. So we're going to get, so, so that, that is the, that's the con. You know that 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 was very scary and and uh, that it happened. You know, 
yeah, that that happened. I had to, you know, pick up my mom, go visit in the hospital and stuff. But you know, we we get to, we get to the hospital, and um, uh, I mean, y- you both met my my grandfather Connor has has you know gotten to know him. I think a bit more, but um, Probably, yeah. we we you know we get into the hospital to to the hospital room, and he is he is like sitting on his uh, hospital bed, but just like the exact same way, you know, Connor, how he sits in his chair. Yeah, in in his house, he's just reading the newspaper, and yeah, and and it's it's like it's like nothing ever happened, you know. He's he's just chatting away to us and to the nurses, and um, he's, you know, <laughs> no. he's he, he's, That's good. he's in good spirit, and um, uh, he he just had to get a pacemaker put in, so um, oh, that's not too bad. But he's he's in you know pretty pretty darn good health for for an eighty five year old. Um, so, so, so that's a huge, huge pro It was very, very scary, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God it's, it's, uh, it's okay. Absolutely. I'm glad he's on the other side of it. And I I was going to say, uh, was he reading the paper and and then you mentioned it. So that's exactly how I I picture him sitting there in his living room. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It was, it it was just very, very funny because it was just, you know, it's like the exact same greeting. Like, yeah, you you just, you know, (laughs) Oh, hello, Connor. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. All is well. All yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that I mean that 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 was my weekend. It was it was um, a lot of a lot of excitement, you know, nervousness running around. But um, but yeah, yeah, ended on a pro. Good, good. good. I that's a, a worthy, uh, uh, uh definitely a, a great, great reason to change pros and cons to cons and pros. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you, you, you know, that, that makes sense to switch it around in that instance. So yeah, I'll I, let it slide. I, I definitely couldn't, couldn't tell it the other way. I'll let it slide. <laughs> Thank you. I, okay. I appreciate it. Okay. All right, Josh. So I guess it's my turn. You're up. Um, let's see. I'm going to start with, I'm going to do cons and pros because like I said, last time I, I like to start with the, what's the bad stuff and, focus on the, the good stuff at the end um i think cons is that i've just been so fucking tired the past week i like the last two days i've or two or three days i've i've gotten better like feeling less tired but it's just like i do i go to work and i just like take a nap and then i i like go run errands and i come home and it's like i i want to work on stuff or, or just play games but i still just like pass out at my desk it's just I am. It's more like a personal like. This is not the. I, I'm not getting enough sleep. I just relax. Nova, Nova's freaking out for some reason. Um, just uh, not as not the healthy lifestyle I want to be living right now. Careful, she's running around with a toy. Um, but. Post holidays get... hangover a little bit. Yeah, probably some of that. Some of it's just uh, uh, probably seasonal depression mm. a little bit. Just because I mean, I I don't commute and I still work from effectively dusk to dawn. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's very like I wake up, it's dark out. I, I sit down. I, I get I take care of Nova. Get everything. Hey, get out of there. Sorry. Um, take care of Nova, get my breakfast settled, sit down and start working. And it's like, the sun's barely rising. And then eight hours, a eight hour work day, half hour lunch and finishing up for the day. And the sun's already setting. And I still got to take Nova out and then 
find the energy to take care of stuff around the house, yeah. uh, exercise Nova. It's just not what I'm used to, mm-hmm. not what I like, but uh, I, I'm hoping that springtime comes earlier because, well, it's abysmal outside. There's no snow to play around in. It's war- it's not cold enough where the ground is frozen. Uh, so whenever I take Nova out, her paws get super muddy in the backyard. And she doesn't like when I clean her paws, but I have to clean her paws or else she's going to track mud throughout the whole house every time I take her out. So I, I, th- I think my con this week is just seasonal depression. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. I'm, but I'm definitely feeling a bit of that with my my new commute back from... For, you know, I've got uh, like a 35 minute commute back home now, and it's mm. uh, it's it it's dark and it's like I not, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I don't usually mind commutes because uh, unless, especially the commute home, uh, unless there's like a deadline I need to get like I need to get in by a certain time or I need to get home before like a stream starts that I really want to watch. Um, and I really haven't commuted much since my I, I finished my master's degree so there's less of the like i need to get home and watch this lecture uh mentality anymore but something i really miss from commutes that i don't really do as much anymore is just listening to music in the car or podcasts in the car and as weird as much as i hate being stuck in traffic on like route nine uh because of the stupid fucking uh traffic lights on a highway near middletown <laughs> um that would just back things up for miles. I, I do remember just like, I, I do almost kind of miss like sitting in the traffic, blasting music or a D and D podcast and just being like freaking out over like reveals of what was going on in those 20 minutes. Uh, that so. That's like the quintessential pros and cons, you know, because yeah. it's like, you're doing something that you don't, re- you wouldn't choose to sit in traffic, but there's, yeah. you know, a positive thing to come out of it. That That's exactly right. it. You know, it's, it's it's the good and the bad together. Exactly. So my 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 pros for the past week though um, is I've been doing some sketches for a, a one shot some friends and I did uh, back in before the new year, and uh, I, I think I found a, a workflow that I like with some of the sketching that I'm doing on the computer. Uh, so I a one shot is that a D and D thing or a story or something? Yes. It, it's a i guess it's, it's, it's a still a story thing. yeah yeah it's a D thing where it, it's it's like a mini campaign it's supposed one shot mean it implies it's supposed to be like one sit down session uh but they usually extend a couple like everyone has to sit down like two or three times nice. i ran one once that lasted like six games <laughs> sweet so um, much for the one shot yeah no it's like people say yeah we're just gonna do a one shot and then like it turns into a whole freaking campaign it's just like oh you know, That's less of a meme. one shot than our can- than than our uh, game was. <laughs> um, you, you know the Rick and Morty meme is like uh, uh, in and out twenty minutes, a twenty minute adventure, and then it's just like hard cuts to like f- multi year camp, one multi year campaign later, and everyone's like, "Oh God, what have we done?" It, it's that kind of thing. It's it's usually that's where you you pull out the the joke characters and um stuff that. You, you never you wouldn't normally play. Yeah, it's so like I, I played a bar and I bombed really bad at it's it. It's like your beach episode. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I there <laughs> are be- I have seen beach episode. I was just shots. like, whoa, Connor just made an anime reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm also remembering the fucking hilarious beach episode one shot I've seen. 
So, I mean, I mean, that's a, that's a bit of what like Bilbo's going through too. You know, it's like he's like, oh yeah, let's do a little adventure. You know, it's not gonna be so yeah. bad. And and now so, he's at the point where it's like, oh, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. He follows a one shot, but it turns out it's a campaign. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the first chapter we cover is a little bit of a beach episode, not quite, but um, or or if it were a sitcom, it would be a uh, a bottle episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that sounds like a, a good enough segue as it is to just uh, hop on into it, right? Very good, everyone. I think so. Is uh is uh, 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 a short rest? Is that just the is that the beach episode of the Hobbit? <laughs> yeah, according to Connor. Which I mean, but we um, didn't read that one, right? Because Josh said it was boring, and we didn't need to read anything. We didn't need to read. <laughs> oh it, no! Right? I said I didn't say it was boring. I said nothing happened. Right. We read um, it all right. Oh well, and that's right. and that's when I was reading it in a fugue state like a week ago. So did you reread it, Josh? Yes, I did. Oh okay. I was gonna say because I mean it's not a. I was like it wasn't like nothing happened. So. No, I know, and I I read it with that mentality of like how long how wrong was I? Uh, <laughs> and I I didn't take nearly as many notes as I took in the second chapter we read. Um, uh, but uh, well I'll get to those. Yeah, all right. So let's see here. Let me pull up what I got. Um, by by the way, just just in in general, I'm curious before we like do the the full chapter breakdown. But how are you guys liking or not liking the book so far? How do you feel for chapters in my copy about sixty or so pages in? Do you have any thoughts you'd like to to share to speak on that before we we talk it over? Um, I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I've read the book before. I know what to expect. Um, I'm, I think like Hitchhiker's Guide, I'm kind of just eager to get your, your opinions on it and discuss it more. I don't know this book nearly as well as I know Hitchhiker's Guide and Nova, stop jumping on me off. Hey, off. All done. All done. Sorry. Um, it's moving a lot. It's moving along a lot faster than I remember though. Like, um, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but over the overhill and underhill brings us like almost to the end of the first movie, I think. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't really uh, remember how the movies work, but I mean, what? like it feels like probably. I mean the the whole we're close goblin to the end of the first mountain. movie. Yeah, the whole goblin mountain stuff was like at, towards the end of the first movie, like the big action scene. I think that's or crazy. maybe it was the beginning of the second. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember. Bless you. So, damn it! Those are yeah, like, I mean, I know. those are long movies too. Yeah. <laughs> God bless Ugh. you. Thanks. Hey, do you want to mention anything there, Connor? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. I, you know, I, I, I'm still feeling pretty much just as I was feeling at the end of the the last episode. I think it's it's been a fun bop so far. It's been a fun adventure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I like being in this world and and learning more slowly and uh you know meeting meeting more creatures and um oh my here yeah yeah i'm, I'm i i i am enjoying it um but like, cool. you say it's a bop but is it a boop um, <laughs> bop and a boopy i I, I have not i i've not seen any boops yet but i but i am on the 
on the lookout for some boops, for some boopage. It would be a cool, you know, when they have like the different accolades on the covers or whatever, you know, the <laughs> chapter jumps. It's a bop. You know? Yeah, that's a great idea. It's like right next to the, the uh, Times, Times, New York yeah, Times. Yeah, uh, yeah, New York Times. One bestseller. Neil Gaiman, uh, you know, yeah, whoever the like, fuck. It's just like, and no, not even like saying our name, but just like a little round sticker that says, it's a boop. Or it's a bop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's a pop with an exclamation point. It's a boop. <laughs> no, you put that on the romance novels. It's a bop goes on the adventure novels. Mm. <laughs> it's a boop. Mm. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Connor? How are you feeling being a few chap- uh, really like four chapters it's, in? It, it's cool. You, you know, the thing that I like um, or that I think is fun about it, and I'm going to have to, I feel like I, I don't know. For some reason, I, I want to weigh my thoughts against how I was thinking about Hitchhikers because I, I just feel like, truthfully, I think that some of the things that I want to praise The Hobbit for are some of the things that I was levying as criticism towards The Hitchhikers, like, really? sh- straight up. Um, and I know that, like, I kind of ended my read-through of The Hitchhikers on, on a strong positive note out you know i was like really happy with the series seven out of ten solid but like it wasn't easy for me to get there you know but but the reason i'm thinking about that is because like each chapter in the hobbit pretty much is like its own little mini adventure like uh they're like you know we'll see if this holds true because we're the the last chapter over in underhill ends it feels like it's it's maybe interrupting the action, and maybe there'll be some more goblin shenanigans in chapter five. Um, but like so far, it's like each problem in the chapter is contained to the chapter, and then it's solved, and then you go on to the next chapter, and you encounter a new problem. And like with Hitchhikers, I would have felt that that's like very disjointed, and you know that that things are progressing in a way where there's not a lot of like continuity or carryover, which are usually things I look for in a story. And um, I guess I just have to admit that I think, I think there's a couple things going on and I feel like some of it is like, I've grown up loving the Lord of the Rings movies and I respect the hell out of, you know, the, the series and I'm, excited to finally be reading the source material. Like, I feel like I'm coming at it with like a a completely different mindset. And then also I'm like, yeah, you know, I've always heard it's like more of a children's story, this and that. Like, but the thing is, is like, I, I feel like what I came to at the end with Hitchhikers is like, I was reading it like it was, uh, a more serious story than it is, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what led me to a lot of my criticisms. Like I didn't, I wasn't in the right mindset to be like, oh, yeah, well, this doesn't need to make sense because, like, this is just, like, dumb, goofy bullshit. And I, that might be frustrating for you to hear because I know that both of you told me that, like, a lot, a lot of times. Like, about the same point in in The Hitchhiker's Guide, the book, not the the franchise, but the the book, The Hitchhiker's Guide, as we are in The Hobbit right now. It's like, you're you're overthinking this. It's a dumb story. Yes. We did tell you a lot. We did. dumb fun. (laughs) <laughs> a slot. He told me slow many times, man. He told me slot. Um, but I, I guess like reading through The Hobbit like partly makes me think about that because I, I realize the things that I want to point out that I enjoy about it. I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't I just complaining about that? And like, I, I think there's it's I think there's like 
probably a lot of reasons I can dig into like for that, but I do think it's worth bringing up. And um, it's interesting. I don't too, know. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we came off of reading Dune and jumped into Hitchhiker's Guide. You know, and Dune's kind of a, a big, serious, epic story, you know, stories. But, yeah. um, and then, yeah, we jump into kind of a, a, a nonsensical, fun romp, you know. And uh, so I think that that is kind of a, a, a hard turn, you know, like that, that's it's hard <laughs> to jump into that world. But um, I, I feel like after reading Hitchhiker's Guide, jumping into The Hobbit feels easy. Like it feels like, you know, it feels like, oh, yeah, th- 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 this is like a uh, kind of a nice um, uh, it's it's like similar enough in tone that that it feels like not jarring, I guess. Yeah, which which and, I thought it know, might we, be. We discussed that before. They it, they do like share some DNA. It feels like in the end, you know. You know, I mm-hmm. was worried about jumping into Lord of the Rings, which you know I guess is 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 dense, and I and I, I still hear obviously those books are are more dense than The Hobbit. But um, so I'm kind of happy we have this like 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 I'm I'm building towards that with with this book. Uh, okay. Yeah, hold on. Sure. All right. Keep going. And, uh, you know, I think the last thing I want to mention before we move on, since we're talking about it, but like, um, you know, the way that I read, and a lot of people do this, but I mean, like, I I think the truth is, like, I've talked to other, like, not everyone does, like, people have different ways of of reading, essentially, or or envisioning the story or not, you know, and um, I'll, I'll try and, like, make a scene in my head as I, as I read, like, that helps me, like, envision what the story's trying to tell me and this and that and like and if there's source material or or not source material but if there's like you know um adaptions of it already like a lot of times i i kind of wrestle with like you know how much do i take from that and and how much do i try to piece together just from what the story is giving me and at any rate i bring that up because um you know the hobbit's in this weird spot where i've seen the first movie the peter jackson movie but, like, I also know, you know, it's, like, the animated version, and it's a little more whimsical, and, like, yeah. and I'm, like, you know, what if I think about it like an animated thing? And then I was, like, you know what? When we finished talking about The Hitchhiker's Guide, one of the last points we were making was, like, oh, yeah, you know, some of the Hitchhiker Hitchhiker's Guide characters are, like, Futurama characters, or vice versa, you know? And I was, like, you know what? I should have been imagining The Hitchhiker's Guide as an animated series in my yeah. head the whole time. uh-huh. And I think that would have, I, I think that would have changed so much for me because, like, when you think about the things that, like, a show like Futurama does, like, you know, for for comedy to entertain you, it's like you don't ever think like, hey, that doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking gag, you yeah, know. Absolutely. But to try and do that humor in a book, you know, I. I, I think it there's like a there can be a lot lost in translation from how the author wants you to think about it to how you ultimately think about it. Whereas like with there's an so animated variables. series, you know, there's nothing's left up to chance, you know. They yeah. voiced it the way it's voiced, they drew it the way it's drew, like you just see what they give you. But like with a book, it's like you're just reading through a Futurama script, but you've never seen the show. Yeah. And right. you're like, wait, is this like a drama or what you know what? You know, yeah, how am yeah, I supposed yeah. to th- yeah. think about that? And I feel like um it's so stupid to talk about because, like, in the end, it it seems like so obvious in retrospect. But I feel like that's sort of where I landed with it, and in, and in some ways, The Hobbit has like made me think about that too. Because I'm like, yeah, like 
I'm reading this book, but I'm choosing to come at it from like, uh, you know, like on its level, you know, it's like, yeah, this is a kid's story that, you know, this is like a little stupid little fancy adventure. Like, you know, the elves it, are singing, like who gives a fuck, you know, it, like that's it, what it is. It's like the pronunciation issues we have with names and stuff or certain words. Um, but with like the tone of the book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it makes me th- it makes me think of a, an old Simpsons joke. I think it was a Trias of Horrors when like death is coming for Bart Simpson, like the the, the Green Reaper, and uh, Marge just just turns to him and goes, "Go Bart, run like the wind, Mom, it's wind." <laughs> it's <really laughs> books. Yeah. Um, where was I going? Oh yeah, but uh, the way I've been reading this is I've been reading it as more of like a bedtime story for kids. Um, not like, like, uh, you've been reading uh it to like Nova? Good Night Moon, but like, <laughs> what? You've been reading it to Nova before bed every night? <laughs> no, but the way I, the voice I've been reading that's in my head as I'm reading it is like a father reading a, or telling a story to his kids before yeah. they go to bed kind of thing, which yeah. I think is how the, the story came to be in the first place. Right. Yeah. So, so I've heard. Yep. So that that's kind of how I've been trying to imagine it this time around and when when they when the 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 narrator the the voice when the book starts going off on like tangents about like uh how the how the elves really are how they don't get along with dwarves it just sounds like an aside of like oh the kid asked the question and the the dad's just like explaining Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's a great way to look at it i think i think that's that's pretty close to the intention so should we get into the actual chapter discussion is there anything else to say no, uh, we should. We're we're definitely at a point where we should do that. But I, I'm glad we got to talk about it a little more generally. That was that was. Yeah, fun. I, mean, I mean, you know, especially because they are two relatively light chapters. Yeah. Um. So chapter three, uh, which this was a, a short rest. So upon approaching the foot of the Misty Mountains. Bilbo realizes just how far they still are to reaching the Lonely Mountain, where Josh was just talking about pronunciations of words, and I'm wondering, the dragon's name, S-M-A-U-G, how do you pronounce that? Um, I've heard it pronounced several ways. In my head, it just comes off as smog, like yeah, like the air pollution. I saw a Reddit poll asking the same question this week when I was looking into the subreddits. I, I, I was careful to not see spoilers, but um, but I, I did see the results of that poll. What was it? You want to guess? The, I'm going to guess smog is what yeah, the those are the two. Consensus. Those are the two yeah, options. Smog and smog, right? Yeah. 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 Um, honestly, I feel like smog wins in the end because I I feel like from that, like, oh, children's bedtime story perspective, it's kind of funny to name the dragon after something that uh, obviously yeah. has to do with, like, smoke hanging in yeah. the air. Yeah. And he just spells it in, like, a cool fantasy way. But um, um, I don't know. It's a toss-up for me. Josh, your guess? Uh, I pronounce it as smog, but I'm guessing the smog won out. Josh is correct. Smog won out. <laughs> But I I pronounce it smog. Yeah. Well, I I mean if I if I'm thinking about it, then it starts to turn into smog um, in my head or when I'm pronouncing it like out loud. But when I'm reading, it's just smog, just quick smog. 
So I, I think smog comes from just the Americanization and laziness in our uh, our, our English compared to good old Johnny Greenland. Maybe, but I mean, well, I mean, uh, I'm sure there could be differences a, in pronunciations. There could be differences in pronunciations between you know British English and American English, but Smouge in Amer but in American English, the AU vowel team. Right, I mean that's like uh, you. Autumn. If you were gonna say like the word Austin, you know, yeah, yeah or autumn, aw, so sma aw good, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just I think it's a good point that you're bringing up, Josh. Maybe it's a difference in pronunciation between the two schools of English, but if you're gonna pronounce it like a fucking American, <laughs> I think it's smog. I'm going to flip right. between both of them as we well, as, podcast. I'm just telling you now. As a red-blooded American patriot, I will always be smog. And, you know, you can rip my <laughs> smog from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. Well, Come and take it. <laughs> Commie bastard. Yeah. Don't tread on Don't the tread lonely on mountain. <laughs> yeah. So you got, you got through the, the chapter description, right? Oh, well, there, there was a little bit. So so Bilbo realizes how much longer there is to the journey. Right. Thanks to Gandalf's preparations from the previous chapter, the group is already expected at Rivendell, the nearby city of the elves, um, to rest before tackling the mountain pass. And and then, yeah, we get a bit more at Rivendell. The elves sing, which is like, okay. <laughs> they welcome them, sort of. Uh, and then and then they they chill out at Elrond's Airbnb before they keep going. Yeah. The last homely and home for like for like two weeks. Yes, two hundred dollar cleaning fee. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Not cool, Elrond. <laughs> um. So yeah, I wanted to ask about. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Um. I wanted to ask about the, the the song that the elves were singing. It's like, yeah. but just in general, when you guys come across a transcribed song in a book, do you guys have like a default melody that you ascribe to them, but it never works out? So you're just reading the words and it's just, you, you don't hear the melody of the song in the words. You're just kind of reading a poem, but you can't quite get the, the get it down. Because that's the problem I have when I read songs in, in a book. It it depends. I have to say, the song that the elves sing, I feel like I couldn't pin down in a way that was very satisfying to to read yeah. to myself. But the song that the dwarves sing in uh, the second chapter when they're going over the map and they're they're like talking about like their history and stuff. I felt like I had a really strong melody that fit the syllables of each line. That's because they actually made it a real song in the movie. But I don't remember anything about the movie. Connor, would you like to sing you it You don't for remember us? Misty Mountains is one of the songs that keeps popping up in my feed. It's like the song from the movie. It's one of the... Uh, my, my perception is that it's one of the uh, more beloved parts of the Hobbit movie. Um, so. Connor, please well, do us the, the honor will be. Do us the honor and and uh, give us a little performance. Oh, okay. Let me uh, let me find the song here. All I can right. do it. For wow, and then you know is... what? That'll be interesting because then Josh, you could tell me if it's the same melody or not. Um, 
Yeah. Here's how it goes. I'm I'm almost there. Okay. I'll count you in. Okay. I'll count you in. So probably just forgot. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Far over the misty mountains cold, to dungeons deep and caverns old, we must away ere break of day to seek the pale enchanted gold. Wow. It just sound it is different from the movie, I'll give you that. Um I just can't I just can't tell if it's like sped up. Yeah. That, 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 that deep, sultry, velvety, sexy voice of his. Uh, well, uh, obviously, the dwarves, you know, you have to imagine their singing is lower and a little more guttural. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, short, they're short kings. I yeah, mean, in Thorin's case, he's literally kings. a short king. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Well done, my friend. That was good. Yeah, yeah. no, good good job. Uh, different from the movie, yes. Um, I, I, but but to, to your point, Josh, not to get off track... Definitely, I had trouble pinning anything down with these. So I do try, but then I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah. well, like the there's the other song that the dwarves sing when they're uh, cleaning up the, the the dishes. Yeah, I that comes across as kind of like a sea shanty to me. That's how oh, I, I totally imagine all that. of them. Uh, I I I kind of sing them all in my head as as like bar sing-alongs, sea shanties. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good place to start with these. But when it comes to the elves, it's like I could not get the, especially the, was that the chorus or like the 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 end of each stanza, that that always threw me. It's like oh, there's too many syllables for whatever melody I was I was going with here. So, you know, since we. I do want to get into more of the specific details here, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was the songs because they're clearly being brought up, you know, over and like, I kind of thought maybe it's just a dwarf thing, but even in, in the fourth chapter, the goblins fucking kidnap everyone. They're going to go make them like work as slaves in the fucking mines until they fucking die. And they're just like singing a little tune. <laughs> they're singing their little jaunty goblin tune. Like, oh, goody. We're going to fucking work you to death. Here's a song about it. Like, and, and so again, like, I, I, my brain goes back to like, okay, I'm reading like a children's book. But like, also... You know, I think culturally singing is a really big part. I mean, like of like every culture, like all cultures. Yeah. But I mean, like there is a difference in the way that we approach singing as Americans versus how English people do it. Like you go to a sporting event in England and people are singing. That's just what they do. Like or you, you <laughs> yeah, like you go to a pub. It's not like fucking everywhere. But like there's drinking songs that that people know that like that culture doesn't exist the same way in America. Um, I don't know why you said it that the way you said it just made me think of whose line and the Irish drinking song. I or Yeah, but that's or I guess down. what I mean is like it's. It sounds silly, but I, I feel like maybe that's what this is wrapped up in with Tolkien coming back to this. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't... Doesn't it seem weird to put a whole bunch of songs into a book, which is just words on paper? Like, it's kind of exactly what Josh is talking about. Yeah, it's like, I, I how do you bring around. a melody to that when you just have lyrics? I think some of it is like... I mean, not only is Tolkien obviously trying to flesh out his world, and and he's interested in all aspects. Right. Uh, it's it's he, he makes the languages, he draws the pictures, he writes the fucking songs. Like, 
But I, I just feel like it's a very English thing as well at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's not just in books. Like, even if I'm looking up lyrics for a song that I'm listening to, like, I have trouble keeping up with the lyrics because the, the line break is always not where I expect it to be. Um, I, I, just me speculating, but I, I read a lot of, uh, like, sheet music growing up because I, I was in band. And then in church is when I, sheet music would usually be associated with words. Um, so maybe I'm, I'm used to having some sort of melodic um, uh, uh, context on the page when I'm reading le- song lyrics. Uh, and so when it, it's not there and it's literally just the lyrics, e- like even if I'm listening to the song while I'm trying to read it, it, it there's something not quite make, matching up in my brain. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Like it's not, it's not natural. But it's funny that Tolkien did it, and I, you know, I don't know if the the you know, obviously things are different in in thirty seven when he's publishing this too. But it's like I don't know, mm-hmm. just an interesting choice all around. Um, not one that I dislike. Like it, it's kind of funny. I think it sort of is a good reminder for me as I'm reading the story. Like yeah, like this is just some goofy shit. Like these goblins are singing a fucking song that they're gonna kill you. Like this is like Disney movie shit that's yeah, going it's, on right it's here. Like Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. So it's I don't know. It and, it, it is what it is. It, it's kind of fun. And to bring this, try to move this along a little bit. It's mm. this is the first time we see the elves. This is the first time. Yes, let's yes, let's go back to that. You're so right, Josh. Yes, like Tolkien elves are like the quintessential. Like you, you have Santa Claus elves, you have Tolkien elves, and then it's there's another kind of elves I'm totally blanking on right now. Um, But like World of Warcraft, maybe. No, that's still like high fantasy, <laughs> like the high fantasy yeah. Tolkien esque elves. It's like guys, this is guys. This is, you're forgetting one elf that's very important, very near and dear to our hearts. Remember New Year's Eve? No, a little lady called the Elf of Love. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> when did you even put present, that on my bed? Beautiful present <laughs> I gave. Josh, Maybe Josh, too. where did you find that? Where did you find that? It was on my. It was on my bed. Oh, you don't to... say. <laughs> <laughs> that was not like, my when did doing. That even that no, was it was not your doing, Connor. Oh, that's yours then. Fuck it, you. I mean, it. W- Connor gave it to me. It was my, my burden and my uh. duty, to place it somewhere. Now you're uh. extra lucky. But uh, no, go on, Josh, because I, I think I know where you're going with this, and I, I agree. So listeners, so listeners, yeah, Google the Elf of Luck, though, please. Okay, well, we can move on, but Google the Elf Moving of Luck. Moving on. Uh, the, the Tolkien-esque elves have always been, like, per, they've always been perceived as, like, haughty, uh, semi-royal, um, less concerned... Oh, no, the hold on. Less concerned with the, the dealings of mortal men. Um... Not that they're uncultured or, or like, but they're they're they usually come across as stoic, especially in the movies. Yeah. Um. So when our first introduction is them just like frolicking through the forest, singing about things they probably shouldn't know, like Bilbo's name and where he came from. Yeah. Um. Although when I think about it, just a little bit, 
maybe Gandalf just fucking told them who's of coming. Of course, Gandalf is, is a, <laughs> it's such a fucking gossip. He tells everyone everything. <laughs> of course, of course, he told them all about the Baggins. Yeah, Gandalf um, will not shut the fuck up at any point. <laughs> um, but it's just Loves like it's gossip and shit talk. I, I mean, it's like later, later. In the, like a few pages later, Gandalf is like, "Hush, shoo, go away, good people. Good night. We have to continue on our way." Yeah, you know when it's convenient for as soon exactly. as it, Gandalf is the kind of guy. As soon as it inconveniences him, he's yes. like, "Hey, whoa, you know, step off, yes. bro." But he will do it to you yeah. as much as he damn well pleases. Absolutely. Yep. Um, he has some serious main character syndrome. He does. <laughs> Did you imagine how how insufferable it's almost like he'd be the world him or something. If he had a Twitter account, oh my god. She, yeah, no, it would be no, bad. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say a, cu- a couple quick things before we we go on. But so one, Josh, I had the same thought. Um, being introduced to the elves through song, when my only exposure to them has been through the Lord of the Rings movies, where just like you're saying, they're like fucking ethereal. Um, they're regal, you know, and yeah. and here, I mean, I, I can't say it any better. They're frolicking through the fucking forest, you know, Wh- which is the thing is, it's fine. Like, it's not bad, but I wasn't ready. I, I didn't know that that would be the depiction. Uh, exactly. And it, it makes me wonder, like, how are the elves portrayed in Lord of the Rings? Like, is this something that I don't want to say Tolkien walks back, but expands on, you know, it's like there's nothing wrong with singing, but um, it did feel like a very, uh, a much more lighthearted portrayal than I, I thought we were going to get. Um, and especially, I mean, like, I think of Elrond in the movies and stuff, too. Um, yep. Hugo Weaving, fucking, uh, you know, Agent Smith in the Matrix movies, like, you know. I never knew that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, pay, well, you've never seen the Matrix, which right. is. Uh, I, I know, I know who Agent Smith is. Yeah. So I've seen his face. I just never made that connection. Yeah. Same dude. Photoshop some sunglasses on Elrond. And you'll be like, oh, <laughs> that guy. You're probably right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I feel like I was going to mention someone else. What the fuck else were we? It doesn't matter. Something probably else. something about Gandalf. doesn't something matter. Else, Elrond. Elves in Lord of the Rings. I mean, yeah. When we get to when we get to fucking the Fellowship of the Ring, I'm going to be interested to see how the, the elves differ. Yeah, I mean, one thing is is clear from the foreword that I read. Tolkien does change a few things between The Hobbit, or from The Hobbit specifically. He changes a few things about The Hobbit to better fit into Lord of the Rings once he starts writing it. So he kind of pulls a Lucas, um, (laughs) but no one ever gets on his case about it because it's like, I don't know. It, maybe he just like handles it perfectly. Everyone's like, "Yeah, this is better. You did it." Like, I didn't know you could do that, but um, you know, apparently if he it was happened. Making the movies, though, he would CGI the hell out of the uh, <laughs> afterwards, you know, and the re-release. Yeah, they would look like uh, the the blue Daba D aliens in the Eiffel sixty five uh, music video. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I watched that just this morning, actually. Did you? I did, yeah. I watch it every Why? Week. I watch it every oh, week. okay. Gotcha. Um, that's that seasonal depression hitting you, right? I'm so blue dabadee every morning. Is there a lyric in there that goes, if I was green, I would die, or is that a myth? Nope, nope. It's a myth, it's a myth. Right? That's crazy. It's just, it's just stupid bullshit. It's so crazy to me. 
Um, I mean, you just look it up, mis- you misheard just playground bullshit. Man, I, I mean, you could look up the lyrics, but they you know what? No, 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 no. That's a Berenstein Bears thing. That's a that's a Mandela effect right there. It's it. No, it's not. It's, yes, it is. I mean, it does kind of sound like that it when is. you when you it apply is. the lyrics to the melody. No, but, no, 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 no. Okay. That's a Mandela effect. You can't convince me. All right, you shan't. I think the only other things I want to mention from this chapter. Um, Josh kind of brought this up before, too, where Tolkien will kind of take an opportunity as the narrator to mention the history between, like, different races. So, you know, during this chapter, he's like, yeah, the elves will kind of, like, fucking make fun of the dwarves. They don't really, you know, it's it's not even that they don't like them that much, but they just kind of, like, make fun of them. They think their beards are stupid. Um, Not a lot of that really comes across in, like, the interactions between the characters, but I guess it does kind of lead to the consequence that... uh, the elves are like, hey, stay, hang out. And all the dwarves are like, we yeah. don't want anything to fucking do with you. But then they have a fucking grand time with Elrond. Like, Elrond is, like, the coolest dude. Like, Elrond's well, said, depiction... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was, I was going to say, Elrond's depiction in uh, The Hobbit makes me think of he's, like, um, the dude from The Big, Lebows- the Big Lebowski. Um and he's just like walking around his little, this one little home that no other elves. Ch- he's just there, you know, and he just has people over, and you know, they just like chill. I, like that's yeah, just I'm, it. I'm looking at the paragraph right now. It's like, um, uh, his house was perfect, whether you like food or sleep or work or storytelling or singing or just sitting and thinking best or a pleasant mixture of them all. Evil things were not, did not come into that valley. It's just like, yeah, best place ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last homely home or homely house, whatever homely it is. house, I think. Yeah. I, though I yeah. keep reading it as homely home because it's just yeah. like stupid American brain. <laughs> the last homely house. I mean, it's kind of silly. However you, you slice it. Yeah. Well, I think, like you said, yeah, they, they hang out there for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think homely is just a, a word that has fallen out of favor in modern English. I remember, right. I remember hearing about it in like vocabulary course classes, like in elementary school. It's like, it either means like a really nice house or a very ugly woman. I was like, like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's become a very sexist word. There's a there's a Weezer Jesus. song called "Homely Girl." Wow, really? And it, it doesn't sound yeah. like an insult either. It's just like, wait, it's an insult? What? I think. God. I, I think it it's it, it's it's kind of uh, like they use it the same as um, damn, what's that word? I, I would say Careful. humble. Not not humble. No, 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 no. That that's kind of how I how it how it hits me initially, but knowing the definition now, not so much. But I that I do remember that like that disparaging between what it sounded like it could be and what it actually meant. That's why it stuck in my brain up to all these years later. It's been at least twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, nobody really uses it anymore, and I think that might be uh, an okay thing. Yeah. It's a really ugly house, but it's awesome. See, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually, I have two notes in this chapter. Um, first one, but actually the second one that I wrote down, uh, we get our first mention of the Mines of Moria. Yeah. Um, yeah. Connor, you know what we're talking about, right? The Mines of Moria? That, that mind of, of Moria? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. You, you know what we're talking about. Mines uh, of Moria? Come on. The mind of Moria? You kidding me? Um, 
So I, I just wrote a note. I pointed at the uh, just question mark. It's like, is this possibly foreshadowing or is this just how it was? Um, that there are still forgotten treasures of old to be found in the deserted caverns of the mines of Moria. I don't remember much about Lord of the Rings because I saw the movies 10 years ago, but uh, I do remember Mines of Moria being a thing and I had to go there for some reason. Uh, and shit goes down, and I think that's where the Balrog stuff happens, but... Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves Let's not there, get buddy. too ahead of ourselves, yeah. Um, the other note I have, let's do about the story, um, but I think he just, Tolkien just straight up is just handing out story advice on my page 61. Mm. Um, I'll just read it here. Uh, but it's kind of, it's like right where he hits the, the time skip. No, but wait, just a moment, okay? Uh, now, it's a strange thing, but things that are good to have and days that are good to spend are soon told about, told about and not much to listen to. While things that are uncomfortable, palpitating, and even gruesome may make a good tale and take a deal of telling anyway. So I bas- basically what he's trying to say is they had a good time, but doesn't, it doesn't make a good story. So we're just going to skip those 14 days. Yes. Um, I, I just found that it, it's not quite a fourth wall break, but it's just like, yeah, he's just handing out writing advice in the middle of a story. <laughs> so I not just similar cool. to Douglas Adams. Uh, yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same thing, Connor, because there's that, that chapter where uh, he talks about Arthur's life and he's yeah. like, yeah, there's a bunch of shit I don't tell you about Arthur's yeah. life. It'd be fucking boring for you to read. Yeah, like, yeah. Yep. yep, you're right. And, and then he goes into detail telling story. you about telling you about it for a moment, and you, you, just to prove the point. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, but you're you're right, Josh. Yeah, that that is a a cool line, and I, yeah, I guess it's funny to acknowledge the passage of time. Like, I like that the story feels long, and yet, yeah, you're only reading the the bits and pieces where in. right, like the the action takes place essentially. Yeah. Or we're fifty pages in. I, I think my I think my book starts later than yours. Page gotcha. Wise. So yeah, we're only about fifty pages into the book, and it's like, yeah, we're we're four months into this adventure. Yeah, yeah. You even mentioned last episode. I think the second chapter, once they leave the the inn with their ponies, they're like, yeah, they just traveled for like a couple months. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing happens. Nothing of note. Like they just go on their journey without any uh, interruption or anything notable <laughs> for like two months or something. And he's just like, that happens. Yeah. And, but n- now we're going to get to the things that you want to read about essentially. Right. Um, so yeah. And then we also have the bit about the, the moon runes in the map. Oh yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I forgot, but yes. Yeah. I want to talk about it. I, I want to take a quick break before we, uh, sure. Change chapters because Nova's been begging to go outside, but we can talk about the moon runes real quick. All right. Um, I I guess what I what I like about it is like um, so one, it's Gandalf. I feel like is almost like kind of insecure that like Elrond is just like, oh, check out these moon runes. You guys see that this map says this. He's everyone's like, I didn't fucking know that that map said that. Elrond's like, check yeah. it out, guys. Like we're yeah. you know we're just yeah. Um, but they but can then, only be read on like a certain season if the moon is right. So it's it, only right, like it has to be the same season. moon as when the runes were written. So potentially there could be even more written on the map if it were written under a different moon that wouldn't be revealed. Right. 
Which Elrond kind of says flat out. They're like, oh, does it say yeah. anything else? He's like, you know, this is all the moon reveals, right? Or, yeah. So I'm not expecting them to be like, oh, but there was a super secret warning, but it wasn't the right moon. Like, I don't think we're being... I don't think any of that's happening, but it is just kind of funny that it's like, it could say more. I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to check it like every, you know, fucking different moon to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it could be years between these different moons. I mean, how often is it like a full moon on the, on the summer solstice? If you think about it, it's just yeah, like, true. So that, I mean, for us, that's like a, almost a 30 year cycle. I want to say. Oh, that's the other, you know, Josh, I really love that you're bringing this stuff up and I'm really glad we're still talking about hitchhikers because it, it just makes me, I keep getting hit by these things, but I was having a similar thought and I'm like, wow, what a coincidence that they looked at the map during this exact moment while they're together. Right. No, a coincidence you say, does that bother you, Connor? Is, you know, I mean, it's a story. It's, Coincidences have to happen in stories. It shows great planning on the part of the map maker. Hmm. Absolutely. That's what yeah. I think. Uh, we also learn. They also. It also serves to teach us about Durin's day a little bit. Yeah. So. And I like that in the the next chapter. They. Um, I know you said. Well, we will take a break, but yeah. you know, I, I think they're I got at ways. the very beginning of it. They mention like, oh. The dwarves and everyone, they're like, oh, maybe we'll actually make it to the Lonely Mountain on Durin's Day and this and this. And Gandalf's just like, no, <laughs> just shaking his head. So I, yeah. That's not what's going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. The one time he keeps his fucking mouth shut, you know. I know. <laughs> well, doesn't want to discourage them after basically a two week vacation. Yeah, right. He is such a like a manager, like like a retailer. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like trying to keep the he's like trying to keep the team like happy, but but he's also kind of like manipulative, manipulative, about it. and like a workhorse. You know, and you know, and also I, I and it has his own goals. He's just, he's just a very yeah. very congratulations. We defeated Smaug. Here's a pizza. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's a gift card for Amazon. <laughs> Wow. Gandalf as a retail manager is just like a really great... <laughs> That's a great skit, right? Great analogy, yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you want to take a, uh, a type 5? Yeah, let's. Uh, 5 to 10, yeah, I don't know. Alright, type, <laughs> type 5 to 10. Alright, we'll be right back. Type 10, here we go. Okay, so chapter 4, over the hill and under the hill. Connor, you're drinking a beer? Yeah, I'm on a. I'm I'm drinking a Corona Light. Actually, um, it's it's from the the 12 pack I bought for our New Year's celebration. Nice. <laughs> Got them out of my trunk tonight. Just felt like cracking open a cold one. Kicking yeah. back. Yeah, kicking back with a cold one, talking with my chumps. That's that was kind of the 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 vibe I had tonight. You know. Nice. You're you might be cracking open a cold one, but I'm drinking some Kentucky Fire. Whoa, Jim Beam. Jim Beam, Kentucky Fire Chicken. I, I'm eating strawberry Newtons. Strawberry Newtons. <laughs> All right. We're we're just we're just three crazy guys. <laughs> three wild and crazy guys living it up. Wild Tuesday nights. Uh huh. Now we can get the hang of Tuesdays. Am I right? 
I think you're right. <laughs> it's going to be no. Wednesdays, you, you or thir- Wednesdays or Thursdays, though. No way. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like Tuesday is the only day I got figured out because Monday sucks. Yep. Even, Always. Even Garfield the cat hates Mondays. <laughs> That's how bad they are. And then, you know, it's like Wednesday's the middle of the week. They call it hump day. That's what they, they call, call it. They call it, it hump day. Wow. What that, that one and a half Corona of? lights is really hitting you all of a sudden, buddy. What does that make you think of? <laughs> That's really hitting you all of a sudden. What can I say? You know, Thursdays. Hitchhikers obviously has a claim on that, and that yes. that just leaves us with Friday, which is the easiest day of the week. But yeah, the 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 work week, anyway. But what does it make you think of? What? Rebecca Black. Oh the yes, song Friday. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure about you guys, but that's stuck in my head all day, every Friday. Sorry, I now I I was reviewing. My you should notes you should chapter. try and sing the uh, the different songs from The Hobbit, but with the Friday melody. Oh, that's great! That's and a really see good what idea. you get. That's a really good idea. What, Nova? What about your uh, your notes, Josh? I, I was just saying I was reviewing them. That's why I was laughing. The last one was silly. Well, let, let, let's talk about what happens here. I'll give you my chapter yeah. synopsis. Um, I got a few notes of this chapter, actually. There's, there continues to be some interesting things that, that pop up here and there. Yeah. Um, oh, something in the last chapter, probably worth mentioning, is that uh, Elrond reads the runes on the swords they looted from the trolls in the second chapter. Um, holy shit, that was the second chapter. Um, <laughs> right. And the... Uh, the swords that Gandalf and Thorin took have names and that's like a history to them. Yeah. Which is also the, funny that that comes into play in this chapter. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You get like immediate payoff. It's not like, Oh, when is this going to, is this going to have matter at the climate? It's like, Nope, just immediately. Here's the goblins. Yep. Yeah. Orcist and Glamdring. <clears throat> um, so yeah, they, the, the, the group, um, you know they na- they have knowledge of the the like one singular safe path through the misty mountains thanks to Elrond so they start making their way as they have to make camp there's a horrible horrible storm uh that they they can don't really have any shelter from and on top of that there's mountain trolls that are f- throwing boulders at each other i thought they were giants uh, giants yeah mountain giants um, you're right. We talked about trolls in chapter two. These are giants. Yes. Um, and so they're also like just worried that they're going to get picked up and thrown. Like everything sucks at this moment. Punted like a football. Yeah. I, in fact, I took a note of that because I'm like, should Thorin know what a football is? I mean, well, it could be the British football, just like soccer ball. Okay. But I, I mean, even, mean, even so, Josh, it's time for our first nitpick alert. Connor, do the honors. Nitpick. Nitpick. <laughs> nitpick. Nice. No, but off. I mean, come on. Uh, this, we've already been told, essentially, that this story takes place in an age 
far, far removed, very ancient, uh, you know, from, from the, the deep beyond histories unknown to man in the current day. So uh, how is it that Thorin's talking about footballs, something that we kick with our feet in the real world today? Does that sound like it makes sense to you, Josh? Yeah. I mean, sometimes we throw with our hands today, too. I mean, he's not talking. I don't think he's talking about like an oblong pigskin or or the black and white like hexagon soccer ball we're used to. He's just talking about a ball that you kick with your foot. But he calls it a football. Yeah. As opposed to like a handball that would fit in your hand that you throw. He wouldn't he, oh. he he wouldn't say handball though, he would just say ball, you know? Probably, yes. Oh god, I just got a text. Uh oh. Should I be worried about that text? Oh that sounded no. like a that sounded worrisome. What is it, that text about? All it says is uh <laughs> do it again and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. You yeah. are <laughs> you are walking on thin ice. Yes. You know, yeah. I really have to say I appreciate your sacrifice. Like I know that it's not easy for you to do nitpick alerts. The fact that you did it tonight really speaks volumes about what what you're willing to do for this podcast. Yeah. I I appreciate it. I, I am you know, if anything, I, I am dedicated. If anything, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, so any, anyways, Thorn shouldn't know what a, the fuck a football is. He's a dwarf from like a million years ago. So, I, I think you're ascribing more meaning to the to the word football than you're supposed to. Well, that's why it's a nitpick alert, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, right. So, anyways, Wait, but guys, the, did they the, even have football when when J.R.R. Tol- Tolkien was around? I don't think so. They had both forms of football back then. Yes. I don't know. I, 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 I honestly don't know. Absolutely. I don't think so. I think that was a fifties thing. No, they they were playing football in like mm. uh, during the Christmas Miracle, nineteen seventeen. Me and we know we know Tolkien thinks, was a part of World War One because I, I have notes about that. Me thinks around nineteen fifty five. Nineteen. Yeah, you're talking out your ass. So Connor, continue with the. <laughs> please continue with the chapter summary. Right. But I would would be a good thing though. If we fact checked here on Chapter Chumps, we might look that up. But until that's then, not our I'm, bag. Until then, I'm right. <laughs> it could be 1955. We just don't know. 55. Yes, that's it. <laughs> we just don't know. You know, Connor's have one and a half Coronas. I, we just don't know. It could be anything. You know. <laughs> so so, anyways, the storm is really. Oh God, he's typing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We don't. We don't fact check on this podcast. <laughs> Football was invented a thousand years ago. <laughs> it has been yeah, around that- in many ancient cultures under different names. It has un- undergone many evolutions. Oh, uh, and okay. So American football has been, was established in 1874. The NFL was founded in 1920. Uh, I'm probably going to search by soccer for actual... Wow, 1920, only 17 years after The Hobbit was published. Pretty crazy. That is, yeah. The Hobbit is almost as old as the establishment of the National Football League. That's pretty nuts. 
Uh, soccer began in England in 1863, according to FIFA. It's possible Tolkien didn't even know about it. It was that young. Anyway. How would he know yeah. about it? Yeah. Was he a sporto? Anyway. I mean... A what? A sporto? Whatever. Me, me I, thinks he learned about it in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait. Um. Oh, right. Okay. So the, the storm. Please. The storm. So they're like, okay, this really sucks. And then they send out uh, Biffer and Bofer, who are like the youngest dwarves, to go check it out to figure out anything else. They find a cave. They say, hey, it's cool. We looked at it. They go into the cave. They look around. Seems like it's empty. They all go to sleep. Bilbo starts having crazy dreams. Then he wakes up. Turns out some of the dreams are coming true. There is really a crack at the far side of the cave wall that is open, and they're pulling the the ponies are being pulled through. Bilbo screams. Gandalf immediately wakes up and starts fucking murdering goblins. But... uh, the, the the dwarves and Bilbo, all all thirteen and Bilbo are are pulled through the crack by the, the goblins. They're shackled up, led in the line, they sing a song, they get brought to the Goblin King, and it seems like it's really fucking bad. It sucks. Then Gandalf shows back up, obviously, saves everyone, uh, performs this crazy magic that rains sparks from the ceiling and all the goblins freak out and he fucking kills the goblin king with glamdring and they all start running i thought it was thorin who killed the goblin king um pretty sure it's gandalf who does it um and then as they keep they keep running and then gandalf and thorin eventually have to murder more goblins with their two awesome goblin slaying swords but then as they go on the goblins get a little wiser, and they're like, oh, they hear us coming. They put on shoes and shit. They sneak up on him. Bilbo is on, I think, Bofur's back. Um, You're right. I don't even know Let's if Bofur is one of the, the dwarves or not. Bomber? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I feel like Bofur is one of them. Biffer, Bofur, and Bomber. I think that's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but I think I'm right. Um, and then Bilbo knocks his head and, against the and, stone, and, and he, he he gets knocked out. He was he gets knocked the, out. He was riding the back of Dory at the end of the chapter. Right, right, from, right. From and they were they were like, just keep running, just keep running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, and then Bil- yeah, Bilbo gets knocked out, Connor, and that's where the chapter that, ends. Wasn't Dory voiced by Ellen DeGeneres? Yes. Huh. How, how do you Not feel sure. about Ellen DeGeneres? <laughs> How do I feel? Yeah. You want to ask? You want to ask me right now after I gave a chapter summary for Chapter Four of The Hobbit? Your question for me is: How do I feel about Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, that's your voicing question. For me. Specifically about her voicing Dory. No, no, just about her as a person. No, just in general. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck. I don't. I don't like her. Yeah, I, I remember on New Year's Eve you had a few choice words to say about her. <laughs> that's, 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 just, that's all I'm. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Yep. That's true. But she just looks like she's dead. Like, to me, she looks like she died. Like, she was a real person who was really hosting a show. 
but like she became so famous she died and somehow like the the machine couldn't like accept it and like they filled her body with like sentient cockroaches that just like shuffle her meat bag around to perform the sad dance that is her show to this day like that's that's yeah. what i think about on the generous yeah so i mean that's all probably true and 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 she's like a like proven to be abusive to her employees and um be a terrible boss but but you're probably right too so anyways chapter four of the hobbit chapter yeah. four okay so that's it huh that's <laughs> um connor i uh i'm wondering for, for first off did you read these chapters today when did you read these I did read them today, actually, on my lunch break. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I read the first one last night, and then I read the... Uh, well, I read the third one last night, and then the fourth one on my lunch break today. And that was my plan all along. But then I got to work, and I was like, fuck, I forgot my book at home. Like, the fuck, <laughs> fuck my life. Did you read it on your phone? I did. I found a PDF. Yes. I found a PDF. Yes on archive.org uh, and I did read it on my phone on my lunch break and uh, yeah I mean it it was a lot of fun um, I I preferred the the, the the third chapter to the fourth chapter just because I mean th- this was cool and you know it was fun seeing them set up and and getting the the goblins in there that that was exciting um, but just kind of it kind of felt like the same deal as the as the trolls you know where they get captured then they escape i guess they're still being followed but um pursued yeah pursued but uh you know gandalf saves them um but you know it's another another way to kind of explore more of the of the world and to meet meet the goblins so um i i did enjoy it but but but, the goblins they're eating your horses yeah yeah (laughs) I, that line stuck of, out to me too, Josh. It felt kind of similar to to the troll chapter. Yeah, I I definitely understand your point, Connor. Um, I'm gonna want to come back to that, especially in regards to Gandalf's role in them specifically. Um, but in reference to what you were saying about Meet the Goblins, makes me think of like you know an ABC Family sitcom. Ooh, Where, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's a good song title, too. <laughs> Meet the Goblins. <laughs> the Goblins. <laughs> yeah. Airing tonight at H5 Central. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I just, you know, I feel like it, it's... It has like a crossover with Roseanne, you know, like like they like. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah. T- t- like yeah. John John Goodman is sitting down having a beer with a goblin yes, in the living yeah, room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Then Roseanne walks in. <laughs> yeah, She's Roseanne. Like, yeah. Classic. Man, I yeah, it, it, it writes itself really. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <clears throat> yeah, no, I I'm I'm with you on this chapter. Oh, the other thing. I didn't mention this, but um, when we discussed the first two chapters last week, I was also, I had to finish reading that Tuesday and also forgot to bring my book and also read part of it um, on my phone. So that's that's why I thought I knew where you were going with that. So So I I missed everything from like last 10 seconds. My my internet crapped out. Uh, Roseanne and a goblin. Yeah. 
I heard that part. What was the together? Part just getting into intimately. I mean, get, yeah, I mean, you know what we mean by that. What were you really talking about? Uh, last week, I I also had to read part of The Hobbit on my phone using a PDF because I forgot to bring my book to work that same Tuesday. Ah, well, that's why I was using uh, uh, a Kindle uh, for my when I was reading Hitchhiker's Guide because if I didn't have my the actual Kindle, I had the app on my phone, so I could just read it anywhere. It is cool. It is a good uh, a good option yeah. to have. Or any e-reader option that you have available. I'm not sucking Amazon's dick, specifically. So. <laughs> no, I, I gotcha. I guess it's just, it's cool because The Hobbit is just, like, so famous and old at the same time. Where it's like, you, you, here it is, you know, like, some books, it's, it's like, practically public domain. It's like, whatever, yeah. read The Hobbit, here you fucking go. Yeah. So, it, it is cool that it's convenient. Um, a lot of Jules Verne and, like... I think one of the Mark Twain books, um, because they were li- they were literally free. Is it e-re- public domain? Books. Well, it, I feel like it can't be because well, it's owned by the Tolkien estate itself. I, um, I think there must have been some company or or the estate that bought it up, but but I think the law is like after seventy years, it's in the public domain. Which... Well, that's American copyright. Law. Oh, okay, it's yeah, really that's subject yeah, yeah. to British copyright law. But still, they. True. I mean, they they would never let that happen with a with like a franchise as big as the Lord of the Rings, you know. But. Right. We know from Disney that copyright copyright it's laws more like are. Copyright. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. I, it's I misspoke because I'm drunk, but really it was a joke. So it was funny. Joke. Um. Well, okay. So Tolkien died in '73, and. There's a lot of answers depending on where it is. Um, so I, I'm saying 95 years after date of publish. I'm seeing 25 years after author died. Um, so it, the short answer is we just don't know, but yep. it's definitely not public domain. Correct. Um, I think we'd be seeing a lot of weird Lord of the Rings related things if, if suddenly that were so. Mm. Um, we're Hobbit related things. The Lord of the Rings came later, so it would still be mostly yes. copyrighted. And right. Similar. Instead of mostly harmless, it would be mostly Hobbit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, so, yeah, this this chapter. Um, I don't know. I, I have. I don't know. Where to really... It's a lot of action packed into a few pages. Jump around. Yeah. Um, so, Do you have any notes or do you want me to go through mine? I do. I, I think the first thing I want to start with, because you mentioned it before, Josh, um, the previous chapter, you mentioned, hey, they brought up the Mines of Moria. What's the deal? Mm-hmm. In this chapter, um, they bring it up again. A couple uh, times, the, yeah. And in the bottom, for my copy, it's the bottom of page 60. Um, it's it's essentially, it's they, they find Thorin, or Thorin is brought to the Goblin King, and they immediately know the sword that Thorin has. Of course, yeah. again, like, somewhat stupid, you know, like, it's like they just went to a, 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 some fucking cave with some fucking trolls in it. 
just happens to have like the one of the most renowned goblin slaying swords in it. Yeah. Yep. And again, and again, I'm not actually upset about that. My point is, is that if I were reading the Hitchhiker's Guide for the first time through, I might be upset about it. But in this <laughs> case, I'm pointing it out like, hey, isn't this equally ridiculous? But it's fine. Keep talking. Make so that what you will. Okay. Um, but so they, it says um, they knew the sword at once. It had killed hundreds of goblins in its time when the fair elves of Gondolin hunted them in the hills or did battle before their walls. They called it Orcus, Goblin Cleaver, but the, but the goblins called it simply Biter. They hated it and hated it worse, anyone that carried it. And so I guess I was wondering, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure in the Minds of Moria was brought up before, we were told it was like a war between dwarves and goblins, because I think the... The Mines of Moria is originally Dwarven territory. Now it's overrun with goblins, I think, is where we're at with it. Um, so. Well, it, I, so what I got from reading this chapter was that there was a war between the goblins and the dwarves. The Battle of the Mines of Moria was one of the big battles. And it's kind of ambiguous who won, but the goblins have moved into the mines since then. Yeah. Um, and then also... I, go ahead. Also, because of what they're explaining about the, the swords, though, they said, like, the elves came from Gondolin. And I, I guess the other thing is that it sort of sounds like, it doesn't even sound like it was a war. It sounds like there was, like, a goblin genocide done on the on the whims of the elves. You know, the elves are just like, all right, no more goblins. Um, it, it sounds, I mean, like, I don't know what how you know what more we'll get of that but like from that description the fear of the goblins how they've been relegated to living in the fucking pit of a mountain when the elves are just like singing songs in the woods all i'm saying is it just sounds like um i think the elves have done war crimes like that's what i'm saying <laughs> like I, I think that's what's happened that's what it sounds so. like so it's pretty fucked i up. also had a note on this exact same chapter um but uh, cha not paragraph I mean, uh, but, but it's more about how the goblins just straight up recognize a sword. Yeah. Like, it, it's strange that everyone, especially the goblins, can recognize the sword by sight alone. Um, it's not like they all, they all like squinted and read the runes on it like Elrond did. It's like, oh, no, he pulled out the sheath. It glowed blue, apparently. And they're like, oh, God, it's the thing that killed a million of us like 100 years ago. It's like they're genetically predispositioned to hate a, a sharp piece of metal <laughs> it's weird it's, it's weird like a specific sharp piece of metal yeah well i took it more as like it's it's so feared within the goblin society that you know they they tell tales of it throughout the generations right but it's it's and it's still recognizable on site and they know that it is biter and we find out the other one that gandalf carries is called uh beater yeah uh by them uh, also, it's it's Orchrist with a second R. You think so? Oh yeah. <laughs> that, yes, yeah. Orchrist, gotcha. Um, also, I have another note just below that when they're saying uh, uh, murderers and elf friends uh, slash them, beat them, bite them, gnash them, take them away to dark holes full of snakes. I just wrote a note next to that. I was like, why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good one. So yeah, that that was. Uh, that was my note there. It was uh... my I, I was almost I was almost tempted to make a note for that because I'm like, do they just have pits 
full size. like yeah right just like waiting you know they just like go check the the caves periodically in case anyone's sleeping there and throw them in the snake pit like Those i mean maybe what, what else do yeah. you do when you're a goblin so I, yeah i don't know um so that's one of my notes um do you have any others before because i got a couple of heavy ones um I, I guess one thing, so when Gandalf shows back up, he he does, he casts some spell where the fire glows blue, it lifts up to the ceiling, and it, it just a rain of sparks down on all the goblins, and it starts burning them. And I had to, I had to mention this quote, because when I read this, I was like, this is an insane description. Uh... Tolkien writes, several hundred wild cats and wolves being slowly roasted alive together would not have compared with it in reference to just the yep. cacophony of sound of the, the goblins wailing in pain. A lot of times I'll read, you know, like people will will try to write lines. Authors will try to write lines to like really make you stop and be like, wow, I'm really getting a, a measure for what you're trying to describe here on the page. I swear to God, this line made me stop dead in my fucking tracks. I was like, holy shit, this line is hardcore. Are you kidding yeah. me? Slowly roasting alive a hundred cats? Are you fucking serious? And, and yeah, like that's insane. Can you even imagine? I was like immediately picturing like a giant cauldron just throwing in animals and be like, oh, you know, light it up. Like this is oh, what God. it sounds like. It's pretty rough, man. Yeah, pretty rough. Ugh, I don't like that imagery. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like it made my skin. It made my skin crawl. I was, but I feel like that's. It's also. It's like wow, that's an effective line. Like, it's visceral. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what else really to, to mention. I'm curious what you so, have then, Josh. All right. So, the real first one I have is a little earlier. Uh, when they're still walking through the mountain pass. Um, and he starts describing the storm that they're encountering. And knowing that Tolkien served in the trenches of World War One, um, I, I found that I, I found it to be this to be one of the, the passages where I think that bled through. Um, in so, reference to like the 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 just, description of it the noise yeah the, the description uh the lonely peaks and valleys where no king ruled uh all was well until the day when they met a thunderstorm more than a thunderstorm a thunder battle and you knew how terrifying terrific a really big thunderstorm could be down to the land and the river valley especially at times when two great thunderstorms meet and clash uh more terrible still are thunder and lightning in the mountains at <clears> night <throat> when storms come from the east and west and make war the lightning splinters on the peaks, the rocks shiver, the great crashes split the air and go rolling and tumbling into every cave and hollow. The darkness is filled with overwhelming noise and sudden light. Hmm. So that that definitely struck me. It's like, especially the they're coming from the east and the west. That's just like, yeah, that's that's World War One and Two for you. Um, well, the Great War, as far as he was concerned, when he wrote this. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even have football yet, so. But yeah, my, my specific note there is Tolkien writing about the storms clashing as a metaphor for just straight-up warfare. Uh, yeah, that's a cool point. 
And then a little earlier, later on. It is on, crazy that, 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 that this was written before World War II. That, that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a really crazy thing to think about. Uh, but then a little later on, we get the uh, some description about the goblins. Um, for me, it's page 73. Uh, do, do. 73? It's, I thought you said you weren't even on page 50 yet. Or 60. No, that was... That was uh, chapter three. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, so it's it's the first paragraph where the where the he mentions the goblin king, a tremendous goblin with a huge head, and he says the goblins standing next to him were carrying axes and bent swords that they use, and then he goes into this whole paragraph about how goblins are cruel, wicked, and bad-hearted. They make they make no beautiful things, but they make many clever ones. Uh, they can tunnel in mine as well as any of the most skilled dwarves. Uh, they can take the trouble, uh, though they are usually untidy and dirty. Hammers, axes, swords, daggers, pickaxes, tongs, and also instruments of torture. They make very well, or get other people to make to their design. Prisoners and slaves that have to work until they die with, for want of air and light. Um, it is not unlikely that they invented some of the machines that have since troubled the world, especially the in- ingenious devices for killing large numbers of people at once. For wheels and engines and explosions always delighted them. And also not working with their own hands more than they could help. Um, uh, but in those days and those wild parts, they had not advanced, as it is called, so far. So <clears throat> that, to me, came across as a... Uh, what I'm looking for. A scathing reflection on just military progress yeah and and the the tools of war yeah no i think you're absolutely right uh and i think he was trying to compare goblin or basically everyone behind like military development uh weapon manufacturers uh inventors maybe even war profiteers those who revel in the the killing and the explosions and the what was the other one um Oh, the wheels and engines. It, that that specifically is like, oh yeah, he he is very against these, very anti-war, and I, I, comparing all these these people to the goblins is just like, yeah, these are ugly people who are not good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I remember also pausing when I read that line, and I I think that's exactly it, Josh. It's yeah. like, you know, it's it's like the the people who make these machines of war you know or or rather the machines of war themselves are so horrible it's hard to imagine that it's people themselves responsible for it yeah it's it's as if it would it have to be, be something other right. right it would have to be something like a goblin to create such a thing um yep which you know to putting all your stuff together it's like not surprising that someone who fought in world war one would hold such an opinion so mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, my next note is a little more lighthearted and connected to a different franchise we haven't really talked about because it's not a book. Uh, mostly not a book. So when we when Gandalf lit up his wands, uh, pulls out a sword. The sword's name was uh, Glamdring the Foe Hammer, if you remember, uh, which the goblins called Beater. But I was reading that, and it was called Foe Hammer. And I, the note I wrote was. 
I wonder if Echo 419 from Halo Combat Evolved is nicknamed after Glamdring, or if the name Fohammer comes from elsewhere in English literature or mythology. Oh. Because... Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, but... Well, yeah. I, I know what you're referencing. Yes, Josh, yep. Yeah, uh, so for those who don't know, one of the, one of the uh, secondary characters in the video game Halo Combat Evolved uh, is a pilot who kind of ferries you around the, the titular Halo ring uh, throughout the game who goes by Echo 419, codenamed Foehammer. Um, <clears throat> so... Halo is well, is just full of literary references. Like Cortana, I found out a couple of years ago, is actually named after Curtana, the sword, uh, which is a big part of British, uh, 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 like royalty stuff. I saw the actual Curtana, or what's claimed to be the actual Curtana, uh, when I went to England back in uh, last summer, along with. Uh, the two other swords, which also had AI and Halo named after them, or one of them definitely does, one of them might. Uh, there's There's been some debate about that. But uh, I can't pronounce their names <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, but I'm wondering, like I said in my note, is Fohammer in Halo named after this Fohammer Glamdring, or is are they, does Fohammer come from somewhere else that Tolkien's referencing? Something like, I, I don't know, uh, Beowulf or um, some other like distant mythology that I'm not fully aware of. Is it mentioned? Is it mentioned in Shakespeare? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't have the answer to it, but I, I like answer, that you remember it. Send us a send us an email or comment below. Uh, yeah, if you have the answer. tweet at us. Um, I'm probably gonna look it up soon, but tell us what you think. Uh, and then I have a couple lighthearted ones for this chapter, a couple of lighthearted notes. Um, sorry, I'm not used to having to flick through the pages to find my notes. Uh, when they... Wait, are you taking notes in the book itself? What sticky notes? Ah, I see. Gotcha. Um, okay, uh, the, the page where the goblins first show up in the cave, and they're all waking up. Bilbo yells out uh, Bilbo's yellow. Uh, Gandalf gets up. Um, uh, it awakened him up wide in a splintered second. And when the goblins came to grab him, there was a terrific flash like lightning in a cave, in the cave, a smell like gunpowder, and several of them fell dead. I was just reading that and I started laughing to myself. It's just like, Gandalf just has a shotgun, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Gandalf just pulls a shotgun out of his cloak and just goes, Alec a blam. Yeah. <laughs> And runs away. Yeah, or all just, the other dwarves are like, "Oh, it must be magic." <laughs> yeah, that would be. But magic it's literally like a smell like gunpowder. It's like he either dropped a literal grenade or has a shotgun. <laughs> Sorry, Nova. Uh, and then my last note, very end of the chapter, when the uh, goblins are beating them, uh, or chasing them. Sorry. Uh, the third to last paragraph. It was quite a long while before any of them dared to turn that corner uh, by the time the doors had run away. So when the goblins discovered that, they put out their torches and they slipped on their soft shoes, which I didn't know goblins wore shoes, and they chose out their very quickest runners with the sharpest ears and eyes. They ran forward as swift as weasels in the dark and was hardly any more noise than bats. 
So I read that. It's like, this is like a fucking horror movie, but it's just like goblins and sneakers, but it's a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Do do hobbits not wear shoes? They don't. No, they do not. Yeah, they've got the hairy feet that they need to show. Yeah, they're... He describes They're kind of famous chapter. for not wearing shoes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Cause, yes. Okay. So I think that's in all my notes, because we covered the sword thing, we covered the military stuff. Gandalf is a shotgun wizard. I say shotgun, you say wizard. Shotgun. Wizard. Shotgun. Wizard. Nice. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's our uh, episode title, by the way, Shotgun Wizard. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Do it. That could also be like a GBV song title or something. <laughs> yeah, but he, he would sing it way different. Yeah. Hey, way up with a shotgun wizard. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I've done too much singing tonight. You know, you can't put it all <laughs> You've on done me. A good I, job. I th- it's, uh, you can't expect me to just do a Robert Pollard impression just right out, you know, off nilly. the cuff. I know. But I know. um. Well, I mean, but I th- I can I can perfectly hear it in my yeah. The way you were humming Not, it, I I think you have the right idea. I, th- I, I, I think I, think I know exactly what that fucking song yeah. would sound like. I am telling you. Shotgun Wizard by GBV? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a hit. That's a hit. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, yeah. So, so chapter four, it, it was cool. I really like all the um, little things you wanted to dig into there, Josh. Um, Thank you. And now. <laughs> one of your notes made me when you were talking about um, the the storm and how the way he writes about it makes you think of um, you know Tolkien's experiences in in war. I think that's a really great point, but it also made me think of um, oh the way. Well, uh, go on. It sounds like Sorry. you got an uh, On Wikipedia, the sword Glamdring in Sindarin. Glam equals foe. Dring equals hammer in the work of J.R.R. Tolkien. So, Glamdring literally means foe hammer in that, uh, in his language. So, that's cool. Oh, but you don't have an answer for if foe hammer... I'm still looking that up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, But, you know, I also like, you know, it's like Tolkien introduced, he he mentions the, the mountain giants, they're throwing boulders and shit. It's like, yeah, like, that's bad. But even if there weren't mountain giants, it's like the storm itself is horrible, right? Oh, yeah. And I, I like that, um, you know, I feel like a lot of times I think that, like, the natural world and, and like, the, the weather itself are, like, oftentimes can be overlooked. And I like that um, Tolkien chooses to focus on those things only in the sense that, like, you know, the adversaries that the, the group is facing along the way, like, it's not just goblins and it's not just trolls. It's it's literally the elements themselves. Um, I think that's one thing that we'll, we'll find, you know, we probably agree on. Like, one of the things that I, I have always thought is, like, the, the movies, the Peter Jackson films, like, really excel in, like, showcasing the natural beauty of the world. And and also like the the harshness of it, you know, the the difficulty and the epic scale of it, and it's cool to see that that's like part of the the literature. Like that doesn't surprise me, but it's cool to to read that like a lot of what they're trying to overcome and get through is like literally just being outside half the time. Like it just fucking sucks because of uh, you know of course it does. Like just imagine if you just you know that one of the great fucking accomplishments of humanity is like. We don't have to be outside 
always. And, you know, you're going on this fucking journey through the mountains and shit. It's like, yeah, like, it would be awful. It doesn't really matter if there's giants or not. Like, it just fucking sucks to be outside all the time. And um, it's, I don't know. I, I like reading about that. I, I think it makes the journey feel a bit more real, despite how fantastical and crazy it is. It's like, yeah, like, yeah. it just, it just fucking sucks, man. Um and uh, my last thought, too, like you were talking about Gandalf and, and Connor. Connor, you were mentioning how Gandalf is like the thing that solves the problem. You know, it's like yeah. uh, the the trolls are going to cook the dwarves. Gandalf shows up. The goblins are going to kill everyone. Gandalf shows up. They were also going to cook the dwarves. They, yes, they were going to cook the dwarves, right? Um, and... Uh, it's funny because last episode we were talking about how after they killed the trolls, they looted them. And I was like, oh, this is just like a D&D party. You know, they, they go through the spoils, they loot everything. After reading yep. chapter four, Gandalf saves everyone again. I'm like, oh, not only is this like a D&D party, but Gandalf's level 20 and everyone else is two. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gandalf, Gandalf is the DMNP, uh, DMPC who just has to come in and save everybody because the dm just did not balance the encounter yeah for real like it's it's just so funny because you would think you know the uh, it's like oh they're gonna hold their own there's 13 fucking dwarves here like surely at least thorin can do something and it's like no he can't it's he gandalf does, <laughs> he does stand his ground with gandalf when they're running through the tunnels but that's really the first major action we see that any of the dwarves take, he does aside yeah. from just scouting it, it does kind of make me wonder, it's like, okay, are we going to have Gandalf, like, you know, leading them through these difficult parts? Is there a part where Gandalf really won't save them in the future? They have to fend for them. You know, it's like, is is this leading us to a part where the the rest of the party has to, you know, actualize, you know, fulfill, fulfill some sort of action for themselves? Um, I don't. I, because this story is as old as it is, not ancient, obviously, but as old as it is, like, when I was reading through Hitchhikers, I'm like, oh, you know, thinking about the story structurally, but, like, <laughs> I don't know, reading a story from 1937, like, I'm not sure how how much, you know, Tolkien does or doesn't, you know, choose to use from, like, then-contemporary schools of storytelling, or or indeed how much of modern storytelling might even come from Tolkien, obviously, because he's as influential as he is. So um, yep. it, it's kind of funny because my brain, I feel like, is wired to be like, oh, Gandalf's going to save everyone, so eventually someone will have to do something else. But, like, I don't know. I could kind of see just Gandalf doing everything <laughs> until the end. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Um, well, we'll have to see. I mean, Bilbo I, has to be a burglar at some point, right? I feel like so, there's going to be a moment where, where, where he leaves them hanging and... Maybe it'll be like, you know, he was there the entire time, but he knew that they could do it on their own kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit, they're going to get cooked this again. And they're going to go save their asses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and then they prevail, and he's, he's like, good job, guys. <laughs> right, the old retail manager watching from yes. the, the far yeah, end of the aisle to see if you can actually close the sale or not. I knew you could handle that carry that much close to the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you get one, you get one little click Secret. on your punch card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I think we 
we had a good discussion here. Is there anything else we feel like we want to mention on uh, these these two chapters? Um, I did find out an answer. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Tell me. So, according to Halopedia, which is full of the, the trivia, it's your homepage, uh, right? You're not that far off. <laughs> um, the call sign Foehammer is a reference to the 14th level of Marathon Infinity, another game by Bungie. In turn, that level's name is referenced to Glamdring, Gandalf's sword in the Middle-earth Legendarium, which translates into English means Foehammer. Uh, Foehammer is also the name of a dragon-slaying arrow in Stephen King's book, The Eyes of the Dragon. So, yes, Foehammer is, in a roundabout way, named after Glamdring. Hmm. I'm, I'm happy I found that little connection to another franchise that I adore. That's cool. So. I mean, one of the things that I think kind of swayed your opinion a little bit when we were discussing what books to read, it's like, you know, hey, Lord of the Rings is super influential. Wouldn't it be interesting to read it as a source material and see where we can find it? You know, it, it crops up and here we are. Uh, yep. Just a little bit in Halo. That's funny. I, I go through phases like that where it's like I see something all the time, like some cultural reference. And it's like I know where it comes from, but I haven't experienced it myself yet. So I need to go do that. I say cultural f- reference point, but it's like it's small. It's a small Internet thing. Um, I would it, on Reddit forums, I'd come across quotes from Helsing Abridged, uh, which is a, a anime on YouTube that abridges the Helsing anime. Uh, very bloody, very, very crass. It's by Team Four Star. I watched it this past weekend. It was fucking hilarious. Um, and it's just one of it, the reason I'm bringing it up is just like now I, I get the references a lot more. Like I understand more of the context. I understood what they meant back then. I've seen some of the clips, but now I know the full context of the work that they're referencing. And that's why I'm, ex- I, I'm also excited to go through uh, the Lord of the Rings, like the actual Lord of the Rings at some point with you guys, because I brought this up with Hitchhikers actually talking about these and paying attention to the book and not just like flipping through the pages, reading the words really helps me understand the story a lot better. Not that I haven't understood the stories before. It's just like, it's sticking a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing a lot more little things I wouldn't notice otherwise. And I'm excited to do that for something as influential as Lord of the Rings, where yes, I've seen the movies, but I don't know the actual source material almost at all. So I, I I'm excited to get that feeling for something as major as Lord of the Rings. It's why I watch so much Star Trek, why I'm rewatching so much Star Trek. It's why I watch all the Star Wars stuff. It's like there are things out there that I hear references to. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to check out that. Check that out. And then I start checking out. It's like I want to know everything about it. So I got into D and D. Yeah, and 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 ever onwards out. Yeah, that, that's what I'm doing it with Legend of Zelda right now. I'm playing yeah. Majora's Mask because so many people were saying that the new game coming out in the spring is like, oh, there might be references to Majora's Mask in there. It's like, well, I better play that or Twilight Princess. I better play that. Yeah, probably should also play fucking uh, Skyward Sword because everything's taking up a place in the sky apparently in the new game. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's a big. Uh... And while I'm at it, I a, might bi- still a big play task, but it is. I'm almost done with Majora's Mask. I've, I've been following a walkthrough. It's like I, I just want the story. I'm not doing the full like Breath of the Wild. I'm just gonna walk everywhere and see what I find for two years. 
it's just like I'm, I'm getting the stories in the main Zelda games and I'll be ready for Tears of the Kingdom when it comes out hopefully sweet it's really uh, exciting but fucking the new Star Wars game comes out this, like within a week or two of Tears of the Kingdom it's like god I'm gonna have to choose between them uh, the Jedi game Jedi Jedi Survivor yeah it the, comes the... Out, the sequel to Fallen Order really yeah it comes I didn't out know March. it was that soon March or May, I forget which. It, they were like so close to another. It's like, oh, fuck. I'm just, I'm, I'm so surprised that uh, Jeff Probst is actually moving to Tatooine for so he can still host the Star Wars Survivor season. That's that, now that's commitment. I mean, he says that, but I think there's actually something in the works for like some sort of like live action uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple kind of Star Wars show. <laughs> I've heard. Or maybe it was already a thing. I think it was already a thing. I think it's hosted by the by the actor who played Jar Jar Binks. But um, like, Ahmed yeah. Best? Is Jeff that... Probst. Yeah, I think no, so. No, Jeff Probst played Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is that's the part of Star Wars. Like, all right, I can do without that bit of. There's there's nothing more centric there, but it's like, man, there are times I just I want to. Star Wars is like so big, I can't get everything. That's why I watch things like Star Wars Explained, where it's just like, all right. They're going to point out the connections for me. They're going to find the Easter eggs that I want to know about. And if I want to know more about that Easter eggs, I know where to find it. So. But I, I'm, I'm going to watch all Star Wars at the very least. I'll get around to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's all. That's that's all super exciting. Wow. Jedi Survivor. I'm really stoked for that game. That was such an I mean, you got me that game, Josh. Like uh, yeah. that game fucking ruled when i played jedi fallen order um absolutely um so yeah yeah i'm excited i I don't want to say much about it because i don't hey if if you like star wars and you haven't played jedi uh fallen order i would highly recommend it uh i'm not going to say much about it because there's some there's some good plot twists in there uh but it has a lot of connections to uh different eras of star wars that are really awesome um there's different aspects of the force involved and you get to see where the fucking inquisitors come from, from fucking uh, 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 the Obi Wan show, which you might have seen if you haven't somehow played the game, but kind of know Star Wars and know what the inquisitors are. So yeah, go go play go play Fallen Order. It's really fun. You get to be good a recommendation. Go, you get to make your own lightsaber and it goes swish swish stab. That'll be really cool because we're gonna have two lightsabers and then they'll both go swish swish stab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor, uh, take us away. All right, folks. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we are um, at Chapter Chumps on Twitter and Instagram, um, chapterchumpspod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, uh, you can find us um, at Corrupted TV on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and a brand new cool thing we're doing is we launched a Patreon. Um, which is patreon.com slash chapter jumps and you can pay just one dollar a month and that makes you eligible to vote in uh, our chump nation um, democratic election to figure out what books we'll be reading next figure out what books we're reading next it also helps support other projects we want to work on so absolutely yeah yeah I mean you know you like that money goes into giving us a bigger budget. So you'll, you know, you'll hear better special effects on the show. 
you know, you'll 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 like the, the songs will be more fully produced. We'll we'll, we'll you know we're, we're we're actually talking with uh with um uh DJ Khaled to produce the theme song and uh to to cover some of these these dwarf songs they're singing. So we might actually get an editor someday. Yeah, well. Uh, no, but really, it, uh, ha- having any kind of uh, financial support would help us go a long way to work on some other projects we've had on the back burner for yeah. literally years. Absolutely. Um, I mean, any money goes to the wealth of of ideas and projects that we have in the works. Um, and once the floodgates are open, they're not going to be closed. So you don't have to worry about that money going to waste. Um, and then we have a, a, a higher tier, which is uh, $3 a month. I believe, and you'll get bonus content, bonus podcast content. Yeah, w- w- you've definitely heard us mentioning uh, our discussions of the Hitchhiker's Guide here. Um, I think when Connor's talking about bonus content, I, I-, I think we're talking about um, season, getting access to our discussions season of zero, season zero. Which chapter? I mean, we 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 talk about um, every Douglas Adams written Hitchhiker's book. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy through Mostly Harmless. So mm-hmm. a lot if of, that's an incentive for you, yeah. then, you know, A lot of up. fun. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, so, you know, check it out. Uh, subscribe. If not, that's cool. Just uh, make sure you uh, rate, review, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, reach out to us if you want to. Spit on us. Piss on us. You know, kiss us i don't know whatever you want to do um (laughs) as always until next time get ready uh i don't i don't have anything funny to say but um i think these next these next two chapters riddles in the dark um in particular is going to be a big chapter so yeah so be excited for that that's what i have to say riddle me this